Hey guys, um, this is Camilla, and this is my first episode of my podcast. Um, today I will be talking about the Venezuelan crisis, specifically the government and politics in Venezuela. Um, I have invited my friend Jasmine Hi. to come speak with me. And um, basically, the Venezuelan crisis is caused because of um, mismanagement of the country's revenue um, and the people that deal with that money, they um, use it for their own, um, like their own wants. Um, So there's a lot of corruption as well in Venezuela and um, a lot of people just disagreeing on how to run the country. So there's a lot of conflicts in terms of politics. so it's important to know that for 1998 venezuela was a democracy and since chavez was elected as a part of the united socialist or is a part of the united socialist party venezuela venezuela became a socialist country yeah um so in 1998 elections occurred and President Hugo Chavez wins as a former military officer. So um, as a former military officer, he doesn't really know how to run the economy or how to run the country, Um, doesn't know much about economy. So that always, not always, but can lead to disaster for the country. And um, yeah, um, so Venezuela became a socialist country, as Jasmine said. And then a few years later, um, the they had found a lot of oil reserves um, in Venezuela, and Chavez decided to profit off of that. Um, and oil prices were high, so uh, the country was making a lot of earnings, and he used the money uh, the country was getting to spend on the less fortunate people. Um, he created many social programs that were um, to help the less fortunate people as well. And my dad even said that um, he would like give away houses and just give away money and scholarships and other things for the people that um, were poor. Um, everything seemed to be going great, but behind closed doors, uh, Jasmine, would you like to explain what happened? Billions of dollars from the Venezuelan oil industry were going into private bank accounts. And people who would take that money were workers from PDVSA, a well known company in Venezuela, government officials, and Venezuelan military. And the country was going into debt, and Chavez didn't have any deposits in money to fund the country. And Kamala, why is this important? I think actually what you meant is Chavez didn't um, want to deposit deposit any money into funds for the country. Um, uh, Just because I don't know why he just didn't really want to. And uh, funds are savings for a country. And this is important because having savings prevents a country from losing its value in terms of like money 
um, and saves a country during their less su successful times. And um, it creates less debt because that way when they're in, a, in an emergency where they have lots of debt, they can just pay, um, get money from the funds and pay off their debt. Um, the country was also giving away subsidized money to government officials, business elites, and politicians. Um, so apart from the salaries that politicians and business people were getting, uh, the government was giving away an extra amount of money to help them buy other things. And so with this money, um, they, they, this money was basically given to them so that they could pay, um, you know, things that they really needed, like basic necessities. But these people are already wealthy, so they're not going to use it for that. And around that time is when um, the Bolivar or Venezuelan money started to lose its value. So instead, what government officials did and business elites did is that they would sell the money that was given to them by the government and would sell it on the black market to earn more money. Um, Jasmine, uh, or sorry, sometimes the people receiving extra money from the government even took it and placed it in their foreign bank accounts. Um, and so money would be converted into U.S. dollars. Yeah. So these foreign officials wouldn't lose their wealth in the country. Or we would be come, they would become converted into pounds. You know, um, like the politicians and business people of Venezuela back then, um, they were really looking to um, put store their money in like countries that are just economically successful. Um, and because I think they might have already known that the Bolivar was going to lose its value someday. So they just really wanted to secure their wealth by um, taking those Bolivars and depositing it in foreign bank accounts. So um, that, they still have the money. Yeah, they would still have the money. Um, under Chavez's presidency as well, um, many industries were expropriated or nationalized. Uh, nationalized means to seize a business from their owner and make it government-owned. This is bad because um, since the owner takes good care of the business because their salary depends on the income of their business. And a government-run business is usually given to a manager that carelessly runs the business. So the manager doesn't know how much revenue the business earns. Or they don't care. They don't care because it's not their own business, but it's somebody else's. And the government is paying their salaries. And no matter how much money the government has, they um, they expect to give the manager the same amount of the money that was originally stated in their contract. Yeah, so, um, the government just, um, they'll give, like, the salary that was in the contract, um, that was made with a manager, um, so this manager is hired actually by the government, and the government makes a, a contract with the manager and tells them, okay, you'll be paid this salary. Um, and 
because the manager really just depends on the government instead of how good their business is doing they don't really care how the you know the the organization or not the organization but the industry is doing they don't really care about that um so they'll just um not really manage the money of that um business very well and um yeah uh also electric grids um were not renovated by the government as well um if you don't know what electric grids are is there um like electricity uh sorry oh yeah electricity poles um and they're like constant all concentrated in one area so these are like powerful power lines um that need to be renovated every you know few years so that um the electricity is always constant and it's not like flickering on and off and since these renovations weren't made um the electricity would sporadically go on and off and the solution from the government for the electrical grids was for managers which work for the government had little money so they created contracts with their friends and these contracts offered very little money to companies repairing the country's electrical grid so it's repaired poorly and this gives um the, the electrical grid a bad reparation and it continues to decay over the years yeah so um basically uh there wasn't enough money um to repair electric not that there wasn't enough money but the money began losing its value by the time um Chavez was ending his presidency and um so they were in desperate need of renovating electrical grids but um they didn't have so much money so um what the government did is they told the managers hey look like we need um to repair this um and we're offering you know let's say $50 um yeah we're offering $50 for the job um can you please find someone to do this and so the manager what the manager does is that they go out and um look for one of their friends um and they say hey look um the government is pay is going to pay you $50 to do the job. Um how about uh you tell them that you'll do the job for $60 instead of 50. Um Oh, sorry. Um tell them that you're going to do the job for uh Yeah, so let's say yeah, the government is looking. Well, they don't there the government doesn't really put a price on how much they're paying um their client. They just want the manager to find someone that's um uh that can be trusted. So what the manager does is that they go ask their friend and then their friend is like, "Okay, yeah, I can pay uh 50 or I can um do this job for $50." And so the manager's like, "How about let's make that 
and um, so you'll pay the you'll tell the government that you'll do the job for $60 and then under the table you'll give me those $10 and you can take the $50 and so this is also known as corruption because um, the managers are looking for their own needs um, when it comes to yeah um the manager is just looking out for it's for themselves and um they're stealing money that essentially comes from the government yeah and from the country itself mm-hmm. um and so That's in the sure. end um since the the reparation aren't done very well um the um people that repair these electrical grids they don't use very good parts and so um in the end this uh the electricity continues to be faulty Mm -hmm. and as a result people um in the hospitals die because there are constant power outages um so reflecting back to chavez he didn't support private industries. Um, he would use the money earned from oil to buy goods from outside the country. And just made business elites lose their job. And it favored the poor people, which had, uh, which is, uh, have a big population in Venezuela. And they thought Chavez was doing well by supporting poor over the wealthy. And he wanted to guarantee his re-election in Venezuela. So today, less than 20% of factories in Venezuela are still operating. And once the government went into greater debt, they printed more money. And over the years, this created massive inflation. Yeah, um, so basically, Chavez would just seize these... Um, these industries and tell them that uh, you know it, it's going to be government owned now and um, as we know already uh, industries that are run by the government are not well run because uh, the their revenue can be used for things under the table um, the managers they don't really care how um how the government um, owned businesses are doing. So what that what happens next is that that business just um, goes broke after just a mismanagement of money um, on the manager's part. And so that's why 20% there are less than 20% of factories in Venezuela that are still operating today. And so uh, Maduro was actually then elected for president in April of 2013. Um, And he was also part of the United Socialist Party. Uh, And this obviously um, favored the direction that Chavez wanted to go into um, because Chavez really wanted uh, Venezuela to become a socialist. and so in terms 
created colectivos, right? Yeah, so... not the military. And it was created by the political parties to support the government. And why was this illegal? Um, this was illegal because they are not registered under the law. Um, so these colectivos were actually created by um, Chavez um, to almost act like Robin Hood and really uh, they would take from the rich and give to the poor. Um, but once uh, Maduro went into presidency, uh, they're now being used uh, to silence people um, and silence opposition. Um, these colectivos are now um, using physical force and sometimes they even kill people who are opposing their government in exchange for their in exchange for their loyalty um, the government and the national police just ignores that the colectivos exist um, supposedly the colectivos should be imprisoned um, since they aren't registered under the law but because they are supporting Maduro, Maduro just doesn't really care what they do. Um, and they were created because Chavez didn't trust the national police to follow his orders. And this was because some members of the national police would be on opposing political parties so they wouldn't follow Chavez's commands. Or Chavez would order the national police to do something but they would not execute it because the order was unconstitutional. Therefore, the colectivos were more reliable and were loyal to Maduro. Yeah, and so for that reason, the colectivos are, uh, were created and the colectivos still continue to support um, Maduro under the table. Um, fast forward a few years later, um, we hear about this um, man named Juan Guaido, which was part of the legislative branch in Venezuela, um, like Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they have like the same exact position. Um, he declared himself president in 23, in Jan- on January 23rd of 2019, which uh, made headlines. I think uh, Jasmine knows a lot about that too. Um, and he, but he declared himself president, not in, um, the government palace, but in the Congress building. Uh, and, uh, he was, he promised that elections in Venezuela, um, would be redone because, um, elections in Venezuela are corrupt and the electoral college really favors President Maduro. Um, the last president election um, was obviously not uh, not um, very fair, and that was in of on May twentieth of two thousand eighteen, um, and Maduro's president Maduro was elected uh, as of. May 20th, 2018, and his presidency will last until 2025. Um, and as this happened, Guaido promised, as you said, a new election because of the um, the favored side to Maduro. 
and 60 countries supported him, even the U.S. So, on April 30th, 2019, Guaido attempted to overthrow Maduro in a coup, but unfortunately, he did not succeed. And the military that stopped the protest injured many people. And in the early months of 2020, 2020 he went abroad to talk about Venezuelan crises, cri- the Venezuelan crisis and gain support from other countries. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So people, a lot of other countries really put faith um, and uh, declared Juan Guaido the actual president of Venezuela because they support democracy and not socialism. Um, and they, there's a lot of countries that put their faith in Juan Guaido to, you know, turn the country around. But um, as of recently, not many Venezuelans uh, really believe in Juan Guaido's ability to overthrow Maduro anymore. Um, they have just lost hope because Juan Guaido hasn't really achieved what um, he claimed he would do for the country. And that has also discouraged many um, like nations from uh, supporting Juan Guaido and his movement towards democracy in Venezuela. Yeah, and so um, now currently he's actually, um, I'm pretty sure he's hiding from um, the colectivos because um, if they find him, um, since he is part of like the opposition um, to the government, uh, they'll just kill him if they find him. Yes. And. Um, his ideas that he's trying to promote for a better Venezuela just couldn't go through because of Maduro's connections in Venezuela. Yeah, Maduro has a lot of connections um, with people that really support him. And he has built a really strong um, support system to the point where it almost seems like no one can get through and no one can Um, overthrow him and yeah that is the conclusion of this uh, episode Uh, this is our first episode and we really hope you enjoyed listening to it Um, I'm really glad that Jasmine was able to be here thank you for having me Um, and yeah we'll see you in the next episode we really hope you enjoyed listening and thank you thank you